Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. Garrett Price. How's it going? And producing and commentating, Jared Wackerly. What up? Jared's got a new shirt he's going to display at some point during this podcast. It's uh, fantastic. Pretty relevant. Yeah, so. just, just do it. Just do it now. If it, oh, it's come on, on my. Yeah, so if you, watch, if you don't watch the YouTube channel, you got to watch the YouTube you gotta channel. Go subscribe. Shirt. This shirt is available on the podcast, uh, on, the, uh, on the show, on the website. Designed I, by me. Designed by, he literally drew that. Drew it's that. Five <laughs> minutes on my iPad. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. A, and it's it's a, it's a nice shirt. So uh, it might be a bit of an inside joke, um, but hopefully it becomes a hot seller. I don't say if you listen to the show, you know exactly why. Yeah. That's it's definitely an inside relevant. joke for the podcast yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's a nice shirt. I mean not as nice as these uh, nice these, nerd shirts. Right. But I put a, I put nice. a nerd's logo on the back of it for the for the shop that we have on, on our on our website. This one doesn't have it. Oh, okay. Ooh, I might have to get one now if there's a nerd's yeah. logo on it. I, I, I should order one since it's my face. It uh, is your face. I should probably do that. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of shirts, if you want if you want one of these sweet ass dinosaur nerd shirts, which is tri blend and you like you want to uptick your the way you look in the mirror. You yeah. want to uptick your sex life. Um, the way you, you whatever do you whatever, wear a shirt for that? Whoever you oh yeah oh for sure okay well Definitely. most people do to I mean, get to get to that point you, yeah. you most of the time oh, you have to okay. walk that's, around that's what I was display I was like, yourself. I mean if you're a shirt out in nature on guy that's you can't weird. pussyfoot around <laughs> no yeah you gotta let them know you mean business right away the way that just like hugs your testicles you know what I mean so get on there dinosaurnerds.com you can buy a shirt or if you just want to get it for free right like you want a free shirt hop on. To the app, check out our friends at Price Picks. They're like, Rich, what, what do I got to do for that sweet ass shirt? What do I got to do? I'm like, it's real simple. All I got to do is go to Price Picks, make a futures bet. Actually, yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to make a futures bet on an NFL futures bet, which is like, hey, will futures Nick Chubb have over 1,500 yards rushing? Yes or no? That's all I got to do. 10 bucks. That's all I got to do. And you get a free shirt. And you might win some money. 10 bucks. Um, so Price Picks is the. Number one legal prop bet website, right? Like they're gonna hook you up with the most. Right now, if you use it now, another you know stipulation is you gotta use the promo code nerds. Cause I had some hit me up, they're like, hey, can I get a free shirt? I'm like, yeah, I need an email, just make sure you use the promo code nerds. And they're like, oh, I didn't use the promo code. I'm like, ah, oh, can't give you a shirt. Doesn't count then. Um, so you gotta use that promo code nerds. There's, there's also if you click through the link in the in the podcast description, that'll also count. It, it, they track it that way too. Oh, okay, that's fine too. You click through the link. Good to know. Yeah. Promo code nerds. Click some links and they're going to give you whatever whatever money you put up to into 100 bucks. They're going to match it 100%. So you put 100 bucks in, you're going to have 200 bucks to start making some prop bets. All you got to do is pick two to five players and the over, under, on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on your entry. It's just you versus the numbers. It's not that hard. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I think he's going to do this. They think that he's going to do that. I think it's wiggity, 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 whack. So. Right now, you do that. We're going to hook you up with the sweetest shirt out there today. All you got to do is just DM us a screenshot of that at Dynasty Nerds. If you don't have Twitter, again, you can email Jared, Jared at DynastyNerds.com. And they're, again, they're going to let you do these prop pets or future bets. They're going to have some bets coming up on the NFL draft, which is going to be pretty sweet, like who will be right. the first wide receiver taken. Um, and they That'll got, be interesting. They got every sport out there, NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, Major League Soccer, uh, MMA, so much more. You got the Masters coming up. I'm sure you get some prop bet action on there too. If you're a golf guy, I'm not a golf guy. The closest thing I get to a tee is this tee right here on my chesticle. So 
Check them out. Prize picks, promo code NERDS. And not only that, you get some action, you get a free nerd shirt, which is the best shirt in the world. And that is 100% proven because everyone we sent to, which is over 2,000 people, they've all said, oh my gosh, you weren't lying. That is the most comfortable shirt in the world. In the Z world. You're so tactical with your click your links and all that kind of stuff. Nice work, man. Yeah, you're welcome. That's what I'm I'm technically. It's good stuff. Yeah. Promo code rookie. (laughs) Oh, and then right now, what is that promo code? Rookie? Rookie. Rookie. <laughs> Singular. Uh, we're doing a big Former recording artist, Jared Wackerly over there. <laughs> Rookie. Mine, 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 mine. For, for the podcast listeners only, it's only valid for them, and the YouTube watchers. If you use the promo code Rookie on Dynasty right, right now, you're going to save 15% off any kind of membership. So if you want the film room, you want the Dynasty GM, you want the nerd score, which just got dropped Which we uh, just today. launched. Yeah, we just launched. The, the running backs are out. The wide receivers, it'll still be another week or so. Uh, until the the wide receivers come out. But, yeah, all the running backs are on there. Still might get slight tweaks potentially up until the NFL draft. Then once the NFL draft happens, or before the draft happens, that night it locks. Mm. So whatever it's in there, it stays that way. So that way there's good accountability. Does it really lock? It really you're, does. You're a tinkerer, and you've, you've, said, a tinkerer. It, you've said it a bunch. I, I tinker up until that. However, if it wasn't, I would have definitely raised my Justin Jefferson and my Chase Claypool grades. <laughs> and you can't now. Uh, and it's too late, and they live there forever, unfortunately. His uh, uh, contested balls, uh, his contested <laughs> ball score is a little low. Like, okay. Hey, how's Ceh doing? Huh? What? Who? Huh? Go ahead. What? <laughs> Why'd you point at me? Yeah, I because he couldn't point at Rich to tell him to go ahead. And shout out! It. Shout out to David Zach for running his analytical model or. Um, regression analysis yeah. against our nerd score. And we actually outperformed draft capital last year. Yeah. So uh, it was more predictive of draft capital for fantasy success. So maybe you guys can find some, uh, some good diamonds gems. in the rough. Diamonds yeah. Like this is just something we do, something rough. to do to help you listeners and viewers. Like it's no. legit. All the information we just want to put out there, all the tools we put out there is to make sure that your dynasty, your dynasty team is in the best position to win a dynasty, dynasty, dynasty fantasy football championship. I and mean, what yeah. else? Why? There's no other reason we do this. That's right? it, man. Eight years straight. Come on. Waste my time around here. Trying to win some championships. So today we're talking Dynasty Fantasy Football Rookies 2022. We're going to kick off the first show uh, right now. And I'll tell you what. Out of the 12 guys we're going to talk about today, today and the, this show and the Nerd Herd show is, I came away pleasantly surprised. Uh, where I came away unpleasantly surprised with some of those running backs, I came away pleasantly surprised with some of these receivers. Um, let's just get, get right into it, shall we? Let's do it. Let's start off with Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Uh, six foot, 183 pounds, going to be 22 in one month when the season kicks off. Finished the year last year with 70 catches, 1,058 yards, and 12 touchdowns. But, you know, he came in right away as a, a, a freshman and produced as well. He looked pretty good there. 30 catches, 432 yards, five touchdowns, followed up with 43 catches, 723 yards, and six touchdowns. But always looked good. Was the number one high school recruit coming out uh, that year. He's a, so he went to go in Ohio State. He was the number one high school receiver coming out. At the combine, he had 4.3840, Woo. a 36-inch vertical, 123-inch broad jump, a 4.36 short 20-yard shuttle. Um, this is a guy who played 30% of the slot last year. Uh, ran 73.1% of his routes from the slot in 2020 as well. So he was a slot receiver there amongst all those receivers. Um, guy who has really good shirt, really good hands, Garrett Wilson, only has six career drops. And he's somebody that when he gets in space, he he's electric, right? Like yep. this is, 
He might, you know, at the time you're like, he might not be the fastest guy, but then he was a super fast guy. But this is somebody who can get up, get the football, who's electric in space. And talking about get up, he he can really get up. Uh, once he gets the ball in his hands, that's where he does his his damage. He's There's a Viagra the- joke in there that I just I couldn't suppress. <laughs> any, I like couldn't, in your mind. I couldn't suppress my smiling anymore. But yeah, sorry. So, I mean, he he has those quick feet. He explodes when he gets the ball in his hands. Uh, he has good vision. He, he stacks his defenders really well. Uh, he, he's somebody that can just plant his foot and go. Show, continue to show that he has pretty good burst. Just an overall really safe prospect of what he shows on film. I mean, we're looking at cons of, uh, of Garrett Wilson. The only thing I was really concerned is like, okay, he's, he's, a, little, he's a little thinner. You know, about 183 pounds there. Um, a little trouble sometimes versus the press. But even in today's NFL, you see a little bit less of that. But like... Sometimes they have to lie up low, close, you a little physical with them. That's about it. That's the only thing I can really come up with. I don't know, I'm interested in what you guys can say on this because when I looked at Garrett Wilson, he's he's definitely in contention to be the number one overall receiver in my in my rookie rankings. Um, we're going to talk about another guy who I have really close here as well, and I obviously haven't dug super deep into Jamison Williams or Drake London yet. Yeah. Uh, and I know you have a surprise guy we're going to talk about later. I uh, actually looked. I actually have him third. I thought he was second. He's okay. actually third. But Garrett Wilson is going to be the first wide receiver taken off in many dynasty rookie drafts this year. A very safe is as safe as Brees Hall is at running back. Garrett Wilson safe at receiver. Somebody who could offer wide receiver one upside. I don't. I if I my gut instinct says even though as, as much as I like Garrett Wilson, I could definitely see him hovering around. And this is not a slight, but you know wide receiver fourteen to seventeen year in year out like a high-end wide receiver too when it comes to dynasty fantasy football which again that's not a bad thing you gotta remember there's only 36 wide receiver ones two three and there's only 32 nfl teams so when you think about it, when you got guys that are wide receiver ones on the same team it's like oh snap you know i mean it's pretty incredible so i like garrett wilson a, a lot like a lot and i have no problem taking him as my first wide receiver i think there is maybe one or two more receivers that offer potential more upside than him when it comes to a, a dynasty fantasy football uh, player. But when it comes to safety, and, you, and sometimes when you're picking that high, you just want to get somebody that you know are going to give you high-end numbers year in and year out. So when I say wide receiver 14, that's Robert Woods on a, on a year-in, year-out basis, which is sure. a championship-caliber player with the potential to still be that wide receiver one. Now, what do you think of Garrett Wilson of Ohio State? No, I, I really do like him. I think he has good suddenness. Um, he wins at all levels of the defense. You can, mm-hmm. you can, he can get you downfield. He can get you on posts in cutting routes. Um, you know, stuff coming back to the to the quarterback. He can, he can beat you on little screen passes, little drag routes that he can take to the house. So I think he wins in a lot of different ways, which is which is obviously something you you really really want. And you know, he's he's a a pretty good route runner. I wouldn't say he's exceptional in in that area, but uh, combined the fact that he's a good route runner with his explosion and, and his speed and he gets separation. So, you know, it, to me, that's somebody that has room to grow in that area and actually get better at the NFL, which is something I like. Um, so Garrett Wilson, I, I, I do think he's, he's my number one guy right now. He's the only guy in my like first tier of wide receivers that I've, I've watched so far in depth. 
So right now he's kind of living alone in, in that in that stratosphere as far as my rankings. But I like you like you said, I've got plenty of uh, of tape to go through, and we have all these people that we're going to be going over next week and the week after. Right. So there might be a, somebody else that lands there. Obviously, Jamison Williams is the guy I think comes to mind for me that has the probably high, a little bit higher upside, and that could potentially be in that spot as as well with him. Um, right off the bat, but um, you know, I still have a long way to go for his tape study. And we have to think about too. I mean, there's certain teams at the top of this draft, like the Jets, that are desperately trying to add a receiver, right? So if Gary Wilson's one of the first receivers off the board, and he goes to the Jets per se. We know the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs pretty much. Now, no, we don't know anything for a fact, but odds are pretty damn high that they're going to take a receiver in the receiver. first round. Yeah. Definitely the Chiefs with multiple picks. So all of a sudden, you flip it, and a guy like Jamison Williams. Doesn't don't the Packers have multiple picks this year also in the first yes, round? Yes, because of Devontae Adams. Of Devontae Adams. So they both have multiple do. picks. So the fact that Garrett Wilson goes say to the Jets, and then all of a sudden we slip down, and Jamison Williams goes to the Chiefs, and Trey Lamb Burks goes to the Packers. That's going to switch some people's eyes where these play, p- players end up, and that's what I'm saying. Like for me, we're talking about Trey Lamb Burks in the second episode. He'll be the first player we're talking in the third episode, and I'm saying right now, him and Garrett Wilson, where Garrett Wilson's super safe. Traylon Burks offers that dynasty fantasy football upside, sure. I think, higher than Garrett Wilson. And those are the things that we'll have to struggle with. And for me, it'll come down to as simple as, wow, Garrett Wilson's on the Jets and Traylon Burks is on the Packers. That's an easy little bit of a nudge that I can see with Aaron Rodgers for three years to turn him into we've, that divine. We've made Adam. these mistakes before, though, Richard. We have. And I'm going to continue <laughs> making those mistakes uh, down the road. But these two prospects are like really close. We're not talking about taking Clyde Edwards Alaire, our clear number four rece- running back, and moving the number one. We, that right. uh, we all did that. Um, <laughs> right. We're not going to make right. that mistake. Garrett, yeah, we all did that. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about him in the first, we'll, when we, we get on the next show, yep, Traylon Burks, compared to Garrett Wilson. Sure, I sure. would like to see where we, we differ on this because you said he's a clear cut number one, and that's where I struggle right now. Garrett Wilson, who I thought would be a clear cut number one, after I dug even deeper into Traylon Burks, it's like it's not so clear cut for me, and I'll explain why in the next episode. What do you think of uh, Garrett Wilson, Garrett? Garrett. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm I with love his first name. Yes, <laughs> great first name, <laughs> highly intelligent. Clearly, uh, I'm with Matt. He is my clear cut um, number one, and I say clear cut because there's no chance of anybody in my mind passing him before draft capital, but. It's not to say that that second tier is like way far behind them. Like it's a very, very solid second tier. I just don't see anybody passing Garrett Wilson at this point for me. Uh, I I like to see guys that produce early and then continue to progress throughout their career. And that's exactly what he did at Ohio State. Came in, had about 500 yards, uh, four touchdowns as as a true freshman. And that's tough to do, especially at Ohio State with all the great receivers that have been coming through, all the great high recruits that they get to be able to produce that early. But then he just got better and better every season. We saw him progress in that sense. And I currently have him. This is my personal score. This isn't the overall nerd score. I personally have him at a 79.4. So in the three years that we've been doing the nerd score tape scores of my personal scores, the only two receivers so far that have had a higher score for me have been Chase and Devontae Smith. Those are the only two that have higher. And the one that's just a hair like decimal points behind him is CeeDee Lamb. So he's right there for me in that tier of those elite receivers, some of the best receivers in the draft, guys that you would expect to be top 15 type picks. And so that's what I expect for him. I I do think he'll be a top 15 pick. Uh, I think one of the things that I really just – 
gravitate towards with Garrett Wilson is he he always has a plan and he's never out of control. It seems like right. everything he just lets the game mm-hmm. come to him. And so I think that's what I really like. You, you see him do well, not just against man, but against zone. He understands the differences of, of, of what the defenses are going to do. So I, I just don't see a scenario where he ends up being Jalen Rager. I just don't see a situation where he ends up being like one of these guys are like had so much hype and so much potential and just fell flat on his face. I, I think he's one of the safest receiver prospects that we've had in, in quite some time. Which says a lot because again, at the top of the draft, that's what you're looking for. And yeah. I agree with that 100%. Like this is a safe prospect. I like at worst case scenario is a wide receiver two, like sure. low end wide receiver two, which is still, yeah. and that's a home run threat in a rookie pick that you get somebody to start year in, year out for the next 10. 10 years. So yeah. that's what Garrett Wilson offers your dynasty fantasy football. And that's why he probably will be the number one receiver taken just because of that safety net. Now, again, we say that, but with how many of these teams have need receivers, somebody's going to get a little bit antsy out there. Jared, you got any, uh, thing you want to chime in on there? You know, Garrett going Wilson? forth on these, it's like you guys pretty much hit on everything. So I don't have too much more to add. Um, I'll just say like from a, quarterback standpoint he's a quarterback's best friend just due to his fantastic body control that he possesses like you can throw it anywhere and trust that he's going to be able to contort his body and make the catch his catch radius is huge Um, so I love that you can line him up inside you can line him up outside he did both at Ohio State so from a coaching perspective you love that you love the flexibility that he's going to give an offense uh, especially in today's offenses where they're moving guys around constantly uh, he beats press. He has a really good press-beating package off the line of scrimmage. Uh, he, he runs great routes, so he's good after the catch. He's my highest grade, grade of wide receiver. He's my wide receiver one right now. I won't say that he's alone in that top tier. I have Jamison Williams up there as well. Uh, spoiler alert. But, um, no, nah, I think he's he's extremely safe. And when we say safe, it's not like he doesn't offer a ton of upside yep. either. Yeah, I, mean, right. he's I did want to mention that. Yeah, yeah I think that. he just has like a higher floor than like than say a, a Traylon Burks. But I also agree, I think Traylon Burks, his profile athletically and his physical profile just offers you possibly a little more. Well, one thing that I know you and I talked about that I didn't mention, I was wondering if you were going to mention, the only knock that I personally had, and I know this was something that you shared as well, Garrett Wilson's not as physical as you would like him to be at times. There's I times agree. That's his lowest graded trait that yeah. we had in our nerd score. Yep. Um, I'd like to see him fill out a little more and become a little more physical. But, yeah, when people test his his physicality and get up in his space, uh, he struggles a little bit. I agree. That's the only thing I could find that, yeah. I, that I didn't like come away like, oh, sometimes you got to be like nuanced. I'm like, what, what sure. do I like about this guy? Definitely a prospect like Garrett Wilson who is so good at All playing the, the position. Yep. And, and that's why I said, and again, when, so when I say, oh, I see him at wide receiver 14 uh, to the 16 on a year in year out basis, it's, 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 it's not a bad thing because you still right now got to compete with guys like Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, Tyree Kill. And Devontae that's not to say Adams. he couldn't have a wide receiver five overall season at some point or something oh, like that. For sure. That's just saying that's kind of what we expect his typical range of outcomes to be. And he, like you mentioned earlier, like he produced at Ohio State amongst, I mean, he's literally one of the reasons that shoved Jamison Williams out of Ohio State room. Right. I mean, he was in a wide receiver room with Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jamison Williams, Chris Alave. You know, these are guys that were all pretty, 
J- Jackson Smith and Jigba will be a, the num- probably the number one receiver off the board next year. Probably a high so, NFL yeah. draft pick. Terry McLaurin, a high second NFL, uh, a second or Terry McLaurin, third, third round pick. But now shown really well. Paris Campbell, a second round pick in, at the NFL draft. So he was in a really good room. Ohio State is starting to pump these receivers out. And right now he left a, a room of Jackson Smith and Jigba and Marvin Harrison Jr. So. And he always produced. Shout always. out to shout out to Canton Ohio's finest Brian Hartland on training those Dude, guys up. How, how is he not a head coach somewhere? He will I, be soon. They promoted him to something this yeah, year. Yeah. Gave him a bigger title. Yeah, like you are even better with the receivers as the receivers. Yeah, he's coach. killing it. But I think like, that. I mean, I think he also likes his job. He too. does. Like, he I does mean, a like good job with it. That's what he, he wants to do. Yep. He so, attracts the best receivers in the country. He does. And, yeah, he does. All right, moving on to our next receiver. Uh, you know, Garrett, like Garrett Wilson, because of the first name, I love this guy's last name. Hey. Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. Uh, coming off a year, we caught 91 balls for 1,182 yards and 12 touchdowns. Five foot 11, 178 pounds. Uh, will be 22 and a half when the, the year kicks off. Coming off a pretty productive year last year, but even in 2020, had some really good numbers. Combine, pretty solid, 4.4340. 36-inch vertical, 121-inch broad jump, a 7.28 three-cone. Mm, that got me yeah. uh, not, not too great. Put that in bold letters. Uh, all, the, all the three-cones were, were low this year, though. Only two got below a six. That Only was two weird. got below it a six. It was a weird year for yeah. the three-cone. Yeah. But it's, it's still a 7.28, uh, and I don't like that. But somebody, you're talking about like reliable hands. This is a guy who has reliable hands. Caught 91% of his catchable balls. Only had two drops. Um, played... Played outside. He uh, makes fantastic all around. Like he probably has some of the best hands we've seen. I just, I just wanted to like kind of underline that uh, yes. and, and say it. 9.5 out of 10 for me. Yeah. The highest grade in the class. Yeah. Yep. Just watch the two catches. He had back to back versus how Ohio state, the, 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 the one in camp coverage where he contorts his, contorts his body and turns around. And then the one handed snag uh, for the touchdown, probably one of the best catches you're going to see. I mean, that was in the 2020 game, right? 2020. It wasn't 2020. Yeah, it was 20. Yep. Uh, so it's 2019. I think. No, it was 2020. It was 2020. So for in 2020 and 2019, he played mostly outside. But in 2021, he moved into the slot. And where he was playing uh, on the outside, he played in the slot a little bit more in 2021. So he's playing inside and outside. And he's somebody that actually um, was more effective when he moved in last year to the, to the slot. Somebody who gets off the line really well, uses good technique. Uh, his quickness is what it, where he gets his separation Absolutely. from. Uh, and he's somebody like... Again, where it, it, maybe this comes a little bit of the three comb where Garrett Wilson's a little bit more uh, dynamic uh, out there. It, it's Jahan Dotson wins with his his feet, his his suddenness, um, his quickness. He varies his speeds pretty well. They're very, uh, they're very similar, right? Body style. I mean, Jahan Dotson is a little bit shorter, a little bit skinnier, but like proportionately, they're sure. they're pretty much around the same size, right? I mean, just a little bit smaller, a little bit a little bit lighter. I feel like John Dotson. I like I like a lot about what he does. I, but watching these two players back to back, and that's how I did it. I came I came away like he's really good at this. He's just not quite as good as Gary Wilson at. Sure. And 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 it's hard to not compare the two when you're watching them back to back because they do a lot of the same stuff. They're on a lot of the same kind of routes. I'll tell you the bigger difference right now between and, the two. It's them in the open field. It, that is correct. I was going to say that, that when you when you boil it down, they do a lot of the same things. But Garrett Wilson is more explosive after the catch, and and I think that's kind of where you differentiate the two of these guys. Yep. And and I that was that was my bottom line. I was like these these two are very similar, but 
he's just kind of like the light version <laughs> of Garrett Wilson when it comes run after the catch and maybe just ever like everything. He's just a, t- he's a titch slower. He's a titch smaller. He's a titch less explosive. And he just, he doesn't, he, he's not quite as good after the catch. So that's, that's kind of how I see these two uh, wide receivers stacking up. And, and it's not like, I don't want to say that he's bad. I don't want people to think of him as being bad. Cause we're, oh, he's you know, good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very, very good. good. He's, he's right now. He's, he's going to be probably in that third to fourth wide receiver in my rankings type of range. Yeah. So, I, I have him right around like five or in this five, six range. And cause it, I, when you look at the positives, when you just strictly look at the positives, John Dotson, there's a lot to like, but like, it's good that I watched him like in depth right after Garrett Wilson. Like I felt really good. I'm glad that you stacked him that way because being able to watch those guys back to back and the differences again in the open field drastically different. You know, I saw a lot of one handed tackles, one arm tackles mm-hmm. on Jahad Dotson. He was like way easier to bring down. And where where Garrett Wilson's like this really good explosive player, you see a little bit less of that athleticism Dotson out there in open field. And, and, and a lot of those, when he showed the combine, that came to fruition. I mean, this is somebody where you can look at Garrett Wilson, like this is a good athlete out there. Jahan Dotson's not that like elite athlete. And, and some of his numbers here at the uh, combine with the with the broad jump, with his three cone, it kind of showed a little bit here when he gets in that open field where he's, he's not going to win the same way. His arms aren't as long. I, I think his arm right here is his wingspan – is in a smaller percentile when it comes to a wingspan where Garrett Wilson, like Jared said, he's going to win anywhere near that ball is around him, right? He's going to mm-hmm. go up and get it. Where Dotson has the really good hands, the 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 radius isn't as it's a expansive as radius. Yep. a guy like sure, Garrett Wilson. Sure. So to me, when, when I'm looking at the prospects of a dynasty player, to me, it's Garrett Wilson easily over John Dotson. No, no, I, I agree. It's not, it's not hard to figure out who's better. Um, but I just didn't want it to make it. I didn't want it to sound like I'm, I, I don't like him as a player. Cause I, I do like him as a player. I, I think obviously he suffered probably from worst quarterback play as well. So definitely I, uh, I would have heard bad yeah, worst I, in the big 10 history. Right. So I would have, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen him with a better quarterback to see if maybe he was getting slightly better balls thrown to him. If he could maybe do a little bit more after the I, catch as well. I'm like, glad if, you, he, if he goes to KC with, Pat Mahomes, like, oh, that's a good Oh, spot. absolutely. And, and, I, and now we're going to let Gary get into him. And I kind of like pushing aside a little bit because you have a lot to say because you yeah. love Jahan Dotson. I like, do. He, you came in here glowing about him. So I, I was surprised a little bit too because you, I, I try my best going into prospects to like clear my mind of everything I know about the guy and everything, you know. And I had seen a little bit and I was just whelmed. I wasn't like overly excited or anything like that, but also, and I use that as a regular word in my life. Yes. Uh, but on top of that, anytime a guy comes back for a senior year, I was like, but, but why, but, but why, why did you do that? You know? So that's always kind of sticks in my mind. Although we've seen a lot of really good guys lately that did go back for their senior year. So it's starting to be disproven a little bit. Cooper cup uh, was a senior. Debo Samuel was a senior. Terry McClure. Like there's a lot of very good receivers that have gone back for their senior Chris year. Uh, Chris Olave, yeah, a guy that we'll get to next week, which I'm excited to cover then, him as well. Especially this year, it's a very weird, you know what I mean, as far it's as the COVID, COVID timing and, and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, because you'll have fun. guys that are juniors that it's like their fifth year. It's mm-hmm. like, how are you a junior? Oh, we uh, have one guy coming into his seventh year we're going to talk about. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's it's weird. But all of that being said, Old man uh, River. I, I started watching his tape, and, and Clifford is definitely not a good quarterback. And I think that was something that even made me like Jahan Dotson more because – 
he had the best hands in the class, I think bar none. He, that was his best attribute, and there was nobody in the class that was better, especially considering how frequently passes would be thrown behind him, would be underthrown, would be overthrown. Like, it was very rare for him to catch a ball in stride. That just did not happen frequently. And I think that's part of the yards after catch thing as well is – it's a lot easier to run and go when you're still at full speed as opposed to having to stop, catch it, and then try to break tackles and things like that. So I, I still think Garrett Wilson's better after the catch. I have him, you know, an eight versus a six and a half. So I definitely think that Garrett Wilson's better there. But I, those are the types of things that I wonder, like, would he be better in those areas had he had more, you know, better better passes thrown his way? But uh, overall, the overall profile is really good. I was also pleasantly surprised at how well he did in contested catch situations despite being a smaller receiver he's not a guy that you would think of as you know the six one six foot two you know go up and get it but he didn't he didn't have any issues with when there was dbs on him he could go up and get the ball it wasn't he's a guy that trusts his hands and again those kind of guys you know usually are good in those kind of situations because they can just out muscle and he is five eleven. it's not like he's like a shorter yeah he's not like five nine He's, he's just very average height uh when that comes to it but he, uh, I was saying this, and I don't know that this is like my favorite comp ever, um, but if you were to uh, make Elijah Moore a little bit slower and a little bit better at contested catches, I think that's kind of what we have here with, with Jahan Dots. And I, I see them similarly. It's just one's got a little more juice and the other one's a little bit better as the contested catches. But I have them graded as far as their, their nerd score grade as pure prospects pretty close. Well, Elijah Moore had a slightly better score, but yeah, very see, close. I, I, I thought Elijah Moore, you know, the way I, he was able to get the ball was a little bit better than Jahad Dots, and him with the ball in his hands, to me, again, sure. I, it's like I'm watching two different players. Well, and that, I think that was the, the speed. That's why I was saying quicker, but slightly better with his hands. I think... Uh, or contested catch. Yeah, going back to Elijah, I think he's, he's better side to side. I think that's yeah. uh, uh, where I differentiate the two of them in my brain anyway, with the ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. Real excited for Elijah more this year. Yeah, me too. Like, real excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, you got anything to throw on top of uh, Jahan Dotson, best last name in the game? Yeah, my only worry with Dotson is like for his frame, Yeah, he when people when DBs get hands-on, he seems to like stop. A little bit um so i'm a little worried with his overall physicality um but as far as going up and getting the ball i mean he's right up there with garrett wilson like you said and it's funny matt you said uh, he's like garrett wilson light so i was looking through my nerd score and just comparing him and garrett wilson he's just like a fraction lower on pretty much every category yep. aside from hands i have dotson as the best hands in the class and that's that's exactly that's exactly dead on that's yeah. the way and I literally see it anyway. what you read Yep. And I even read out mine, which is funny. In, for my biggest worry about Jahan Dotson, I wrote, "Will his overall size and physicality be his, his Achilles heel at the NFL level?" Like you know, and that and then being able to come down so easily. Like, I don't, those are my only two concerns here. Were like big and bold. Were like mm-hmm. his size and physicality. Like it's just that's because some. I mean, that's a that's the difference between being a wide receiver three at the next level and being a high end wide receiver two. It's literally that simple. Sure. Where you catch the football. I mean. You want to be Austin Hooper? Get the football and just fall down? Is that what you want to do? Because that's not going to translate to fantasy football points. <laughs> you just come Dotson into Hooper? <laughs> he offers much more after the catch than Hooper. Come much on. more. You know what I mean? But like that, that, that's Chase. Mean. that dynamic. I mean, again, sure. when we're looking at these players, right? Like we have to be that nuanced with them because these are the difference between this pick and that pick. So when you say I like Jahan Dotson over Jamison Williams, that's the difference. If some people. Who said again, that? 
Nobody, yeah. What I'm just saying, like when we do this show, and not, like you know, everybody that listens, like, Fight hey, you. I, I respect Matt's opinion on this player more than you. I respect Rich's opinion. I respect Garrett's opinion. So when we tell these people, you had it right first. Hey, you know what I mean? I, I, I like Jahan Dotson over them. I mean, it's the difference between having that player on your roster for the next ten years, and the difference between you know having nope. an okay player right. and a dynamic player. So when there's when there's concerns like that, I'm going to start looking for players that are outside. So for me, it's why I would push Jahan Dotson down to that. Nine-ish range in my first round, probably right around there. You know, anywhere from eight to twelve. I want to see nine-ish in a startup. You mean? I think that's where he lives. Nine-ish in a startup. (laughs) Overall, yeah, I think that's where he lives. Yeah, and that's where he's showing so far in in mock drafts. And like I said, things are going to change this year with how close these guys and how the subtle things are different. Because again, Jahan Dotson, second-round pick in the NFL in the NFL draft. Oh, uh, I think so. I, I, I've I heard so some too. rumor. I've heard some rumors end of the end of the first, but I yeah. think he's pretty he's pretty locked in as a top fifty guy. Yeah, I and, think so. and the facts are, no matter what, some of these guys are close enough and good enough. If you take one of these guys like Jahan Dotson, you pair him up with a guy like Pat Mahomes, who can move outside the pocket and make things happen and put mm-hmm. the ball where Jahan Dotson needs the football, anyways, and also put him in position to succeed after the catch. That does mean something at the next level. When mm-hmm. having a guy like Aaron Rodgers throwing you the football, and then there's no other receivers even around you but, but you to come in as a rookie, to have, you know, McCole Hardman as <laughs> a number, or I'm sorry, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, who's your <laughs> competitor, who's on a one year deal, that's, that does speak something for the dynasty sure. community when you have a guy like not as much Aaron Rodgers on a three year deal, but Pat Mahomes on a 10 year deal, and you take, right. you, in the fir- you take him in the first round, that does, that does enough for me to give somebody like Tahatson. Maybe uh, a slight bump. Did you just mi- mispronounce your own last name? <laughs> Jahan Dotson. He put them together. Dotson. Dotson. <laughs> new guy. New name. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think he could offer some upside in uh, punt return, too, because he did that at Penn State. Yeah. So There's, there's a couple guys out here that played some good special teams that we're going to yeah. talk about today. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our next receiver. Uh, John Mechie, wide receiver out of Alabama, coming off a year, a really productive year. 96 catches, 1,142 yards, eight touchdowns. He's five foot eleven, which kind of like took me by surprise to double check that. Like specifically, taller than you thought, or huh? smaller than you thought. Taller. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was smaller. Like when I was watching the, the, the Alabama versus LSU. Now kudos to LSU with all those big defensive backs. <laughs> I thought those. Be, I thought he was like five foot six. Like watching versus LSU because those defensive backs are like so much taller than him versus that game. Because that's the first game I watched. Sure. I'm like, oh, he's a little bit smaller. And then I double checked. I was like, no, he's five foot eleven. Like, how big are those backs at LSU? Sweet baby Jesus, Stingley. Five foot eleven, 187 pounds. Uh, Going to be 22 years old in one month when the season kicks off. Didn't run any of the combine numbers because coming off an ACL towards yeah. ACL. Yep. So um, it was slot. a SEC championship game, right? Against SEC championship. Yeah. It's where he tore it in December. Georgia um, the first game against played about little under half. Forty seven percent of his uh, routes were from the slot. That's where he lined up. And this is somebody who has a really good route runner, which is usually always translates to me to fancy points. When I see guys like John Mechie, who the way he runs his routes, it's like, okay, Hunter Renfro, you mentioned his name earlier. Like those guys win and they can produce and they put up wide receiver one numbers occasionally like Hunter Renfro did this year. Uh, he gets out of his breaks really, really well. Quick feet, smooth in space. Um, still probably going to be a slot guy at the NFL level too. That, pl- that means way less these days because those guys actually succeed. Plays pretty physical, plays tough. Uh, like that out of him. Obviously, some cons here towards ACL in December. Uh, not super fast, so it would have been nice to see his forty time because, like, he does. I, I would be very interested to see. I think he's probably a four four guy. 
I don't. He's definitely not a four three guy. You no, know? like you know, I, mean, I I would say he's probably mid to mid to high four fours. Yeah, uh, I, I would guess like four or five. Which really? which is fast, yeah. but not like super Flat, fast. You know what I mean? Like it, it for a guy his size, you know, it's it's good speed. I think he gets up to top speed quickly mm-hmm. on, on film, which is something I like. And this is. This is this is a team that they had Jamison Williams that, to take the lid off the defense. You know what I mean? He could, he was like the downfield guy. Mm-hmm. I think Mechie worked worked the underneath stuff pretty good and was still able to get downfield. Sure. It's not like he's he's incapable. But they just they have Jamison Williams. He was just better at it, so I think he was used more in that in that capacity. Um, but John Mechie, he's another uh, another wide receiver that I think profiles similar to Garrett Wilson, similar to Jihad Donson. These are guys that are probably best in the slot, but they can play out wide, so they do have some versatility. He can do a little bit after the catch. He's not as good as either one of those other guys Dude, after the catch. His so this is actually I read so when I do my scouting and I and I and I'm watching film and I'm taking notes and then I'll go back and read some scouting reports of people that I I, I appreciate and I read like three scouting reports of saying like guys I respect a ton and that are successful in this business. All three of them were like, John Mechie, really good run after the catch. Really good. I'm like, did I miss something? I went back and I was like, I don't see him like being tremendous after run after the catch. He's not tremendous. I think he's okay. I think he can. I thought he was okay at best. I I I'm slightly above average. Yeah, I think he's okay. I think he can do a little something, something here and there, but he's not like. Did I miss something? Because after I saw that report, I literally went back and watched more tape to see if I was like, did I miss that? Because like I, didn't I don't have them like elite numbers, but I have them slightly I have above seven average. Seven and a half. That's what I have. I, what's the average? Six and a half. Six is average. Six. That's my nerd score. Yeah. Six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I think he it, makes people miss, and he runs pretty physically out, out, out in the open field, and he's got speed. No, he so. runs physical, but again, it just he. I didn't see like the run after the catch at like, like you know that there's big plays after the catch. Sure. I just didn't see it, and I watched at least five games uh, of John Mechie. So maybe it's the other. Six games I, that I missed. Well, I watched the LSU game as well. I watched uh, A&M. Uh, I'm trying to think watched of what it was. Those. Georgia, uh, the, first, the first one. And I don't see, yeah, I don't see the Garrett Wilson closest with him either. Man, and then, now it sounds like I'm starting to poop on him a little bit because, dude, I mean, his contested catches uh, were like subpar. Like he had some of yes. his timing was a little off there. He dropped some easy balls at times. He, so his hands were like okay. He has the worst uh, score for hands in, in the class for me. Yeah, I, mean, I thought his hands were just okay. Like, he dropped some easy. There's another player we're going to talk about. Like, he dropped Christian, some. Um, Christian Watson has the lowest for me right now. Okay. So, he, he dropped some easy balls at times for me. So that was a concern. Um, my, my overall feel about John Menchie, then Gary can get into it, was that he's one of those guys that's really QB friendly. Like, he's somebody that, in the right offense, he's the number two guy, and he sees the targets. Like, if the targets are there, he's going to produce fancy points, which it's easy to say about any player, but I feel really confident about him be able to get open, I th- I th- produce, and being a wide receiver he, three. He runs good enough routes. He's coming from a pro-style offense, and I think he knows knows how to get open. I think that's what you're kind of trying to say. And, yes. and, and Jarvis Landry? He's got, I think, Jarvis more. Jarvis Landry much better hands. I think he's got, yeah. more, he's got more juice than Jarvis. No pun intended. No pun intended. Um, in his legs. But, yeah, like you said, he's not as good at yeah. the and catching the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jarvis right. set NFL record for catches in his first seven right. years in the league. So, yeah. what do you? I mean, what do you think of? I mean, obviously, you say he has the worst hand grade for for me right now. And and part that's of that There's is a couple guys. This that's pa- part of that guys. is his ability to just catch the ball flat out. But part of that is also I also factor in like 
spectacular catches like can he make like the over and above catch and i've never i, I literally did not oh. see a single yeah. catch that was like a oh man nice hands on that catch like no. it was he caught the ones he was supposed to catch but then often he would it wouldn't even do that um some body versus, catches too versus versus texas a&m he had pff had him with three drops just in that game alone he had two more against lsu and that was maybe being generous because there were two or three against lsu that he weren't weren't drops, but Jameson Williams would have caught him. Garrett Wilson would have caught him. Yeah. Jahan Dotson would have caught him. So I think I think that's the thing here is you're, we're talking about an okay athlete that isn't great in contested catch situation. Doesn't have great hands. Can do a little bit after the catch and is decently quick. So I, I'm he, I'm underwhelmed with him. I think he's going to do okay draft capital wise just from being from Alabama and decent name under Nick Saban. But I I think. I think he's a little overvalued to me. I think he's a mid-second-round pick that's... For Dynasty. For Dynasty. That's kind of... Like, I think he's a little... I think there's some safety that comes along with him. Because like, I think he's somebody that's going to be in the NFL. He's going to be around for a while. But I feel like he, he's... There's not a ton of ceiling. You're not think. you're not starting him many times there. And for me, where he's going to be going, like, I would rather gamble on a guy we're going to talk about next. Who we're going to... I mean, like, sure. I'd rather take that upside of him. But I do think there's some safety with, like, Mechie in the right offense. Like, I'm intrigued about where he goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he does offer some safety because he's, sol- he's a very solid wide receiver, but nothing special about him. I think he's yeah. a dime a dozen. I, like, I think there's plenty of John Mechies out there. He's lower percentile for height, weight. Length he doesn't go up and win at the catch point. I mean, he's just plug him in your slot, and I mean, he's just he is what he is. But there's a, there's a role for that in today's NFL, though, too. That's and that's and I that's where plenty of guys that can do the same thing. There is, but in the right offense, if he's the guy doing that thing, then he's going to produce fancy football points. Yeah. So that's that's the intriguing part about him. Like he's a safety net there. You're right. There's there's a lot of guys like him out there, but I think his profile, like Garrett said, coming from Alabama, being a saving guy, it's going to boost him up a little bit because mm-hmm. he is playing in a, 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 uh, amongst the best of the best. Yep. You know, uh, so I think that does help. So, and that's where I think like he does offer a little bit of a safety net in a mid second round. Like if you're like, oh, I don't know who to take, and you don't want to really risk it for the biscuit, I think Mechie's an okay pick. Me personally, I would rather get a guy like Mechie in a third round, you know, than the well, second round. And and I think that's that's the reason I probably won't have him anywhere. Cause I agree. Me I think either. he's like a safer prospect, but after I get into the second round, all I care about is ceiling. And yeah. I just don't think he has it at that point. And so I just don't think I'm going to end up with him many places because best case scenario, I see him as like wide receiver 32, yeah. which is fine. It's startable, but, but that's, that's best case scenario. And but, like, if that's your ceiling, but when you, but is he like, you're right. The second round, like, oh, there's no way. But like, you're at pick three, three, and Mechie's on the board. Like, oh, okay, there's value there. Sure. Like, I mean, it, at least you won't miss potentially, but. I mean, I would take him for sure in the third sure. round. I, I'm thinking about it. I just think name wise, I think he's yeah. gone before that. Yeah, yeah. So there's other receivers here, like you mentioned, upside that I feel at the back end of that second. If I'm a contender, like, mm-hmm. I'm going for that upside. And let's get to one of those guys here next. I'm, I'm really intrigued to hear you guys' uh, opinions on this player. And that player is Alec Pierce. Wide receiver, Cincinnati. Let's talk size. Six foot three, two hundred eleven pounds. Uh, ran a four four one uh, forty at the combine, which is really fast, really fast for a guy his size. Forty and a half inch at vertical, the best amongst all wide receivers at this combine. One hundred twenty nine inch broad jump, a seven point one three three cone, which 
For his size. For his size is really good. And the fact that everyone else was running pretty high times, that's actually sure. pretty good. Yeah, A 4.28-20-yard uh, shuttle. And say his agility score is 30th percentile. Yeah, so based it, on those numbers and there's size. a lot to like there. Coming up a year, 52 catches, 884 yards, eight touchdowns will be 22 years and four months when the NFL kick uh, kicks off. This is somebody who's who's a real good deep ball guy. He's really good at tracking the ball, uh, adjusting, good, really good body control. Uh, he he continue uh, routinely kind of high pointing the ball really really well. Mm-hmm. And went up and got the ball, and he almost always came down with the football. Almost always, he's a jump ball stud, fast, athletic. Physical, um, will go over the middle of the field, uh, wins vertically a ton. I mean, it's insane. that's what him and Desmond Ritter, that was their go-to, um, kind of like a Christian Watson kind of ask there. Um, sure. But he but he was really good. One thing he did better that there, like he was good at varying his speed on his vertical routes, which I thought was pretty nice. Really good at, in the red zone. Really good hands I came away with. Uh, and I get to see today's NFL game, like that working for him. Like that, that could work in today's game where it's, QB friendly, smart player too. I saw uh, graduated in mechanical engineering in three and a half years. Uh, I put that in notes. That, that was a little impressive nugget I saw on him. Some of the cons, uh, not the best at getting off the line. You know, for and then for a guy some his size, sometimes you you could see that um, his route running is average. Is average. He's more. But again, he was more just a linear guy. I think he has good movement skills to kind of improve in that area. But yeah, I mean, it was he he had pretty basic. It was a go route. It was a post. It was a comeback, mm-hmm. and it was an in cut. That was really all I saw on tape. Like those four things was kind of like the main gist of what he was doing. But he he is a he's a go up and get it type of guy, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have the right kind of quarterback that's willing to throw to a big tall wide receiver that isn't necessarily open, he can he can come down with him. Most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, I did see a couple times when the DBs got a little bit physical and and knocked the balls out of his hand. Um, but I think you're gonna you're gonna live with that kind of result. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If, to have a guy that you can kind of just chuck it up to in the corner of the end zone. I mean, is he body style wise? Is he a Cortland Sutton type? Is he is he you know is he a Chase Claypool? Yeah, I mean that's what that those are the type of wide receivers that are go down the field, kind of throw it up to him, guys. Mm-hmm. He's probably closer to a Donovan Peoples-Jones, I, I would say, as far as, as skills, mm-hmm. which isn't to say yeah. a bad thing, but that's kind of where I see him landing. A, a, you know, a guy that you can get the ball to in intermediate stuff. You could throw it down the field. You can jump ball it to him. I, I don't know that he's going to right away come into the league and be one of these guys that produces. I think, he's, I think this is a guy that's going to take a few years to kind of get into the NFL groove and, and maybe – have a rapport with a, with a quarterback to, to kind of build that trust, to be that guy that they're throwing the ball to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do like him. There is some upside there. He's, he's not in my top tier or my second tier guys. He's kind of floating in between that bottom part of my third tier and the top part of my fourth tier. Sure. So there is definitely upside and you just don't see a lot of people that are this big, this strong, and that can run that fast. So this is one of those like world theory type of things. There's only so many people in the world that can do this kind of stuff. So uh, he's definitely a guy that catches your eye uh, from that respect and that I'd be willing to take a chance on because the upside is huge. And I, I liked him more as I watched him too. That, that was the thing because 
I think what you said about the the contested catch where like he didn't come down with a couple. That was like the first game I watched. I'm like, oh, well, he's big, but he's like not that good. Then every game after that, he got like I saw he was like a little better and a little better. He did mm. he did a little bit more like each game I watched. I'm like, oh, I, and I slowly started growing me a little bit more at a time. And my biggest fear with with him, I think, too, is one of the route running because a guy of his size, which makes sense, like he does have to slow down a little bit getting out of his breaks. Like you see him have to kind of like slow it down a little bit. It's like, does he fall in that category that worries me of, is this a guy that helps the NFL team more than your dynasty team? And that's right? why, Which that, would be like a Dynasty Peoples-Jones player. And that's why I think he needs to have a quarterback that's willing to throw it up and has that, kind of, has that kind of track record. Because if he doesn't have that kind of guy, he might fade into obscurity because he's just not going to get the, the proper amount of, of balls thrown his way. Jared, you had a really interesting note. You and I were talking about him earlier today. T- talk real quick about his uh, him coming out of high school. Oh, yeah. So he was pretty under-recruited because he he came from a very run-heavy offense in high school. So he didn't get to get a chance to shine. And uh, Cincinnati kind of fell into him as, as uh, I think there were some relationships there with the coaching staff of his high school in Cincinnati. I think they were one of the only teams to actually offer him. And most colleges saw him as a tight end coming into college and Cincinnati said, no, we're going we're gonna, to gonna shape you into being a wide receiver. So you can kind of see that in his game. And I thought that was, that was pretty cool. That was interesting. Yeah. And, and I think you see that a little bit is he, he almost looks like a, a really athletic Y more yeah. so than a receiver. He looks like, you know, a, a tight end that can do some, sure. some good things across the middle of the field and stuff, but he's, he's very stiff. Uh, and I think, I think that's the thing I wonder about. I have him subpar release, subpar route running, uh, route running. Um, there's really not much to be offered after the catch, unless it's like a big long play, um, you know. Down I think the I wrote field. that. I think I wrote that down in my notes. It's he only the only thing he offers after the catch is if he's past the guy already, right? Because of the speed, gonna, and he's just going to keep running, right? Yeah. So <laughs> he's not going to like make guys miss. Yep. He's not overly quick, but but you're right. I mean, the size, the physicality, the body control, like all of those types of things are nice. So uh, I think. I've been scarred from my love for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside that I see. He wasn't nearly the athlete. He was not. I was going to say, he's not even close to the athlete. But all he he could do was jump up and get the ball. But that being said, I'm sure (laughs) J.J. I'm sure J.J. would have better draft capital than this guy's going to have. I don't think this guy's going in the second round. Oh, I don't think so. So so that's the thing. I I think when you look at a guy that really is just a jump ball specialist and, and he has the deep threat ability to there's just separation. There's just not enough for me to really be overly interested. He didn't have a terrible score for me. He ended up with a 70.73. So um, it's not a terrible score. It's not a great score. It's just, you know, like a fourth round kind of guy. That's what upside will get you, though. I mean, exactly. I haven't scored him out for our nerd score yet, but that's what the uh, the speed will get you and, and exactly all the athletic, all the athletic stuff. That oh, you yeah, see obviously, the puzzle pieces all have to like you know see where they fall into place here. Correct. But like for me, when I look at him, I'm like, oh, I would like him if I'm a contender. I like him in the back end of the second round as like a nice upside touchdown kind of guy because if he lands in the right place, if for he lands sure. in the right yeah. spot. But you mentioned before, like the wrong kind of quarterback situation. Like he's in, well, Sam Darnold's throwing the football, or even a place like Miami with Tua Tagovailoa. Like I don't want that kind of. You know, right. we're looking for, you know, a where's Justin Jay Cutler? Hurt. You know, <laughs> yeah. no, no, it'd be a good spot. No, for, a big R guy that's that's gonna chuck it downfield, no or, matter no matter if you have two yards of separation or the guy's crawling on your back, he's gonna right. throw it up, and you're gonna a good spot go for him would be like he goes in the fourth round. 
He goes to L.A. to the Chargers with Justin Herbert. They, he sits behind. He learns from Mike Williams, learns from Keenan Allen a little bit. And then when Keenan Allen's ready to step back and say, like, after two years, that'd be a really good fit for him and a guy like Justin Herbert's arm. To just chuck the ball. Most mocks I'm doing right now, he's going, like, mid-third, early fourth-round rookie drafts. He, he's intriguing that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's going to be intriguing NFL teams. And that's the thing. Does he help an NFL Super team flex. or does he helps your dynasty team? And, so, I, and I think landing spot's going to depend a lot on that one. Yeah, intrigued. Really He's yep. definitely like on my board second round you, as of right now. Would you pick him up on prediction strike? I think uh, he's got to be super cheap. Super so I cheap. Like there's nowhere to super go. Cheap. He's a he's a six, worth the squeeze. He's a five catch, 130 yard, two touchdown kind of guy. One week, it also goes from one penny to 12 cents, and I just made 120 percent profit. Is that there right? You go. Those right numbers. You nailed it, man. Woohoo! <laughs> Crushed it. Well, that's what you can do on predictionstrike.com, especially come NFL draft time. All of these prospects that we're looking at, all the guys we're talking about, the best opportunity to get your hands on them will be during this NFL draft time, before they even step foot on the field, before preseason. Go ahead and get those guys. You buy, sell stocks of players just like you would in the stock market. Best of all, if you go to the Prediction Strike website or on the app, you can sign up with the promo code DYNASTY and receive a free share of a player with your first deposit of $20 or more. That is promo code DYNASTY over at PredictionStrike.com. All right, let's get into our next receiver here. That I know Matt, uh, him and I were talking the other day, and he's like, oh, I'm just in the middle of watching this tape on Calvin Austin, mm-hmm. wide receiver out of Memphis. Like, I like it. I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm like, oh, I haven't gotten there yet. Let me go uh, check him out. I just watched him casually. I'm like, it's okay. Five foot eight, 170 pounds. Will be an older receiver when he, he comes is. in. He'll be yep. 23 years old in five months when the NFL uh, kicks off. Come off a really good year, 74 catches, 1,149 yards, and eight touchdowns. Uh, but it, those numbers, five foot eight, 170 pounds, the shortest and the lightest player at the combine altogether. Uh, on top of those receptions, he did have eight carries for three touchdowns and two touchdowns actually on 29 punt returns. Had the best short shuttle at the combine, 4.07. Ran a 4.3240. He had a ridiculous three cone as well, 6.65. That is, I was getting it. Ridiculous. Whew. That's really, really. But when you're, you know, when you can run under <laughs> a mushroom, then <laughs> it should be, you should be a lot quicker. When your mouth says, run under a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're looking, at, when you look at the, when you look at the, uh, the three cones and you're eye to eye with the tip of the cone, like you should be able to get through those pretty easily. They're not. They're, uh, Come on, man. You're, you're running against your peers there. Um, <laughs> his vertical, thirty nine inches. Broad jump, really one hundred thirty five inches. Matt said three mm-hmm. cones, six point six five. That twenty yard shuttle, four point oh seven. Best of his class, thirty nine inches on the vertical. So he's making up for some of that height. He is. Right? He, he can is. get up, man. He showed that on tape. Like he, he showed yeah. that on tape. So he's very quick off the line. Very good versus press coverage. Um, small but plays tough. Fearless. Not afraid to go over the middle. Real loose hips and quick feet, which showed with the short shuttle. Yes. Um, there that that like. And this is why you love the combine because stuff like that translates to tape. Like you see mm-hmm. the tape and then you read the combine numbers. Like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like Kenneth Walker running a four three two because how quick he gets to the outside edge and why he's so studly. Garrett knows. Um, he dominated the Senior Bowl. <laughs> really good against separation. Did you see any of the tape of him running against the DBs at the Senior Bowl? They do have that he on was YouTube. Killing him. He, killing them. They were. He was making them look s- silly. Like here's the DB. Here he is. Silly. And here he is. Yeah. He's like, oh, see you later. Yeah. You it, know. Um, he was sending postcards to those fools, man. Like, because yeah. he was on vacation and they were left at home. So all that, like, <laughs> dude, all that makes Calvin Austin. Like, when you watch him, when he plays, like, this is this is exciting. Mm-hmm. 
But then, you know, because of his size, you can knock him around. You can knock him off his route. He's not winning any 50-50 balls most of the time. He's got crazy hops. He's not a jump ball guy. You're, ne- you're never going to throw him contested balls or anything like that. But the good news it's is more just as if it's an overthrow over the middle. Yeah. He has a chance to yeah, get yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, it's yeah. that kind of. The good news no. is he separates. So you're, you're not going to yes. have a lot of contested catch type of situations. The bad news is he's five foot eight, 170 pounds. Yeah, and you get no a pinky one, on him and you got him. No one's ever done it at that size, right? He, no. So... What I, so here's here's a couple guys, right? You, you listen. This is I'll, this is what I'm going to say. I do like him. It's going to be very hard. He's going to have to overcome crazy odds. He does have shades of Tyree Kill in his game, right? Like you never really can say that because no one is Tyree Kill. Like but he, shades on a dark day. He has shades of it enough that you I was I, I, I had to at least go back and look how Matt, how big Tyree Kill was when he came into the league. Exactly what his measurements were. There was. Yeah, it was five foot nine, about one hundred and seventy eight pounds. So it's very comparable in size, but obviously Tyreek Hill has come Whole a long, a, a long way since then. Sure. Um, so they're not. I mean, you can't compare Tyreek Hill now to 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 Calvin Austin the third. Oh, but I, all you, yeah, all you can do is is look at their starting points, and they're not they're not leaps and bounds away from each other. And he does have a lot to overcome, being only. 170 pounds and, and five foot eight. And that's so my biggest hang up on these kind of guys that are five foot eight. I literally took time to look it up because I was, I was interested too. And that's why I knew Tyreek Hill was five foot nine. And it's like, okay, this guy has good tape. And there's another guy, Wondell Robinson. We're going to talk about also, mm-hmm. these guys are pretty solid, but they're five foot eight. Like has anybody ever been successful at five foot eight or lower in the NFL? And now obviously there's running backs like guys like Terrence Sproles and things like that. But when it comes to receivers, it's Wes Welker, Cole Beasley, Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder. And that's it. Like short list. That short list for short guys. <laughs> and honestly, only one of those guys ever and only one time produced a, a high end level. And that was Wes Welker back in 2011. Um, we had 333.9 PPR points, which is top 17 all time, by the way. So he also had one, 333 targets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, got them all. So, got I mean, them all. Again, I've said this many times when it comes to our podcast. Like, I look at this sometimes as playing Dynasty. It's like playing poker. And, like, what are my odds, right? What are the odds that this hand is going to win? And the, the hand could look good, but it's like a guy like Calvin Austin is like, you're starting out with a nice hand, with a, but they're pocket twos, right? Like, you have a pair of twos in your hand. Like, oh, this is good. There's a chance this could win. I've won on some as long, as, long, as long as nothing bigger comes along. Right. You know what I mean? So... To me, I like Calvin Austin. I think he's a really good college football player. I feel the same way about Wendell uh, Robinson. But for me, it's that 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 upside. It's like you're looking for an outlier again. And when I'm when I'm looking for outliers, maybe I'll take him at the back end of the third, fourth. But even then, I'm probably getting on some of these running backs or some upside tight ends at that point. I um, remember getting we'll get Tyreek pretty late in drafts. Just. Yeah. Well, Matt, but again, that's an outlier though. But you totally. you took it. You, you hit. You're always going to hit on some of those guys. That's right. the same reason. I mean, Tom Brady going to sixth round. I mean, the greatest quarterback of all the time. Like, oh well, he's the next Tom Brady. Like, no, he's not. And same thing about Tyreek Hill. Like, he's the next Tyreek. There's no other Tyreek Hill. No, There's I'm no not. Other. I'm not trying to say that. But there are shades to his game that are similar as far as Tyreek Hill is not only fast. He's ex- also the same age. He's explosive <laughs> and he's and he's. He's powerful for his size, yes. and he does everything. I think 
in a in a powerful way, even just changing directions. And and when I'm watching Calvin Austin the third, I see shades of that, and it just reminded me of him. So I, I it made me want to at least go investigate. Yeah, Matt, when you see Tyreek Hill, like no, he's no. thick. You know what I mean? When you see him, you're like, don't he, turn sideways. I'll I'll lose you. He wasn't always, but I, I'm not far off from you, Matt. Honestly, because one of the comps that I keep hearing over and over and is like, well, he's too too out. Well. He's not too too no, low. No. Oh hell! And no. now I know that he got oh. second round draft capital last year, but 156 my, pound two two Atwell. Exactly, my that nerd dude is stiff breeze. Worst will blow second over. round pick yeah. since uh, ever. I remember Brown, Jared and I sitting round. in that bar. We were like, "What? They took two two Atwell there? We, that was baffling." Hey, but F those picks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, I'm just get, I'm just getting a free agent anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, but I. The, the nerd score. If they want to, if they want to light a pick on fire, they can pick me and yeah. sign me and bring me into a camp. I'll flame out just as quick. Sure, sure. I'll take the you know whatever signing <laughs> sure. bonus or whatever. Sorry, you get. go ahead. Sixty three is what I had as as a score for two two Atwell, which was bottom five in the class last year. Yeah, I have a seventy three point one, which puts him ahead of you know a guy that we just talked about, Alec Pierce. Puts him ahead of uh, Wondell Robinson, John Mechie, like. A 73 is a similar score to what I had last year on Amon Ross St. Brown, and I was higher on him than most people. Now, I, I think, understand. I think the difference here, though, is like that that's a film grade. Sure. And I think he would grade out really high on film. Right. But I think the dynasty grade. We were talking about that worse. earlier, and that's exactly what we said. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I think yeah. you're probably getting to that. Point where I was, but, yeah. you know, oh, Rich, okay. Rich does his thing. <laughs> <laughs> stop talking. Yeah. Uh, so. It, it would be lower for me, you know, whereas he might have ended up as a top 10 guy nerd score wise for sure. me. He'll probably not quite get inside the top 10. But if I'm taking darts, that's one I'm going to take. Yeah, me too. I, I think I saw enough there when you can see that he can line up on the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's something else you see a lot. Those guys, typically the smaller players, are always lined up in the slot. He lined up quite a bit on the outside, and that's when I noticed they would they would attempt to press him, and it would just not go well. Like he was He's really good, used his hands well, way very too quick, fast. very choppy steps. Yep. Like he would get open very easily. So that was the intriguing part to me that Memphis had no problem putting him on the outside and saying, you know what, like do do your thing mm-hmm. out there, and and he did very well. So he, and he plays much bigger than 170 pounds. He does. He does. Much and bigger. the vertical is is great. You're not gonna you're not gonna get contested catches. You're not gonna get good physicality. You're not gonna get those things. But there's enough with the speed, the quickness, the release, like all of that together. There could be something there. I I wouldn't bet a ton of money on right. it. The 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 likelihood is low with players of his profile. But if there was one guy that was going to make it out, mm-hmm. it, it, it might be Calvin He's Austin. an NFL asset, 100%. Oh, for sure. He's going to do Even on special and, teams. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah. He, I, I, I was actually surprised with his hands. I thought he caught everything. He yeah. adjusted the ball very well. From like an all-around receiver standpoint, he's, he's good. I mean, he, he graded as 71 for me, Garrett. So he's, okay. he's, he's good. So back-to-back good grades. Yeah, I mean yeah. – Really, I, it really is just Rich that doesn't like him. It, I mean, no, it's, no, his, no. it's his profile, size profile. It, 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 I like him. Like, he's a real, I wrote down here, really, really nice college receiver who I think certainly belongs on an NFL roster. Former walk-on. I just have doubts due to his size of being fantasy football relevant. And when I'm looking, again, when I'm looking at these players, I am looking at my dynasty fantasy football point mm-hmm. potential. That's what I'm looking at. So, and, and and I hope a lot of people think like that. And he slips to me at the back end of the second round because I'll take probably. That. Get I was gonna say we're, at, we're on the clock at three hundred one. We're on the clock at three hundred one. You have the choice between John Mechie and Calvin Austin. Who are you taking? 
Austin. Yeah, I, think he's, 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 I think I'm taking Austin. He's too. going. He's going late third, early fourth. Just so much right. I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. just from I'll, a guy we just talked about. I'll I'll give you that. You know what okay. I mean? I mean, he's he. I mean, same thing with gluteus minimus. He ended up, you know, moving up where he needed sure. to be because. Sure. In the end, talent still can rise to the top. So he's he's got the talent, mm-hmm. and 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 especially in a class that's a little bit weaker, mm-hmm. you know, I would rather gamble on a on a really good talent than a really good guy who I just think where I I feel like I know his potential. Mm-hmm. A guy like John Mechie. Like, what about Pierce? Pierce or Pierce or? Uh, see, I would take I would take Alec Pierce okay. over uh, him just because. That fancy football potential is so much higher. It's close for me. So I'm not I sure. Who I, would I would take Austin. I think. Would you take Austin? Yeah. I have Austin in the tier above. Remember how I said Austin yeah. uh, uh, Pierce was teetering between the Three third and, and four. the four. Austin is in the third. Firmly in the third. From, from a skill stat standpoint, I don't think it's close. I think Calvin Austin's a better overall fan, like sure, a receiver. Sure. But he's going to have a hard. Yeah, he's going to have a. a a mountain to climb in order to get to fantasy relevance. I totally agree with you. And, and how but, long can I sit on a player like him on my dynasty roster? But Alex Pierce, I mean, uh, Alec Pierce, he could also be similarly in this mountain that he's got to climb with a, with a bad quarterback. But, but, in, but in you a know what? Situation. I'll know, I'll know pretty damn quickly if I like within that two year window, get off my taxi squad. If I'm getting rid of Alec Pierce, probably you're going to know pretty roster. quickly. I think, whether or not you, you know Calvin Austin offers anything because no, because I think Calvin Austin will always show you just enough where he, you don't want to cut him. He's gonna. Like, that's the problem. Like you're like I can't cut him. You're and gonna then, know he's like, gonna like, show one year he finishes as wide receiver two like Cole Beasley after like 20 years in the NFL. You're like oh there he is. I was right. He's gonna Remember show back in 2022. up. 2022. <laughs> he's gonna show up on special teams. I think right away. Don't you yeah. think? I mean, absolutely. So he's either going to progress from being just a special teamer into like a role on the offense within a few years, or he's not, man. Listen, you need two cheeks to be a gluteus minimus. So <laughs> then we got ourselves uh, the right cheek. I'm going to call him Maximus. Gluteus Maximus. Yep. Okay. Well, firm nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to another receiver. I think we're in uh that, that's pretty interesting because none of you guys like this guy. And Except I do. you. I do. Kevin Austin, wide receiver, Notre Dame, six foot two, 200 pounds, will be 22 and a half years old when the NFL kicks off. Ran a 4'4", 340, mm. 39 inch vertical. Very nice. 132 inch broad jump. Yes. A 6.71 three cone. Very, very surprising when you watch yes. the film. Second best in the class. I Believe me, I saw these numbers. And I was very baffled. The relative athletic score is all very good. green. Yeah. Twenty yard short shuttle, four point one five. Yep, pretty pretty good. Very good. Uh, coming off a year, forty eight catches, mm-hmm. eight hundred eight yards, seven touch touchdowns. So when you're watching him, um, it's limited because he played very limited. He was suspended the entire twenty nineteen season for undisclosed reasons. Jared said he heard it's the reefer, so uh, nothing too bad. Nothing too bad. Yeah, you know, just a little. That's what I read. Little, uh, rumor has it. Little, rumor has it. He, hearsay. He we might be uh, interested in becoming a botanist. We don't know. No grudges. Uh, played in only two games in 2020 because he broke his foot. Won't it's hurt pop. you in the NFL anymore. I think no. we should no. mention. Yeah. You can smoke weed yeah. as much as you want. You can inhale. So he broke his foot in 2020. Josh so he didn't play was a that. decade too late. Oh, man. So when I was watching this tape, uh, again, the limited tape, you can watch all his tape in about a half hour in the film room because it's all there is. Uh it's for a good reason. <clears throat> I mean, he has 54 career catches. There, one of them is actually mislabeled, or at least the link that I had went to the wrong video. And I, I fixed like, it. It went to Kennedy Brooks. Yeah, sure did. Did yeah, you I fix it? it? Okay, yeah. good. Good to hear. So 23 of his 48 receptions came over the last five games of the year. And 
the early games were pretty like, okay, whatever. But if you stuck with it as the season got along, he got better, which to me, I was like, okay, this makes sense. This is a guy who hasn't played football in two years uh, at Notre Dame. So I'm, I like the fact that he got better. Showed me some really good burst. Um, got 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 some really good, uh, which showed really well. And like he ran those quick slants. He ran a lot of quick slants. And that, mm-hmm. his burst showed well there. I thought he got in and out of his breaks really well. I thought he could sink his hips on, uh, on tape pretty well. And that showed with the three cone, which... His three cone kind of proves my point. Excellent three cone. Great size, great frame. I thought he tracked the ball pretty well. I thought he got the line really well. He like he used his hands pretty good. His release was one of the best scores that I gave him. And I like I, I kept I kept seeing him like he used that he has a nice like little head fake like there. Mm-hmm. So he uses his hands, quick feet, and a head fake out there. So he's pretty well nuanced as, as a receiver there. Uh, blocked really well, which he was asked to do a lot there at Notre Dame. But he blocked it's a Kyron baby. He was physical, yeah. um, which is which is fine because I thought he could be a little bit more physical at his catch point, but he wasn't for a guy of he his wasn't. size. Um, sometimes it's like, dude, just go up there and get it. Be strong and grab the ball. Like, you can do that. <laughs> He's strong. Um, it's good for your home ball. Needs to slow down the change of directions like some of these big receivers do. Only 54 career catches. Um, already has two surgeries on his foot. Contact balance, again, is okay for a guy of his size. Does make some uh, body catches. But, uh, guys... This is a player for me. And maybe it's just because it's such a limited sample, too, mm-hmm. that it intrigues me. I watched all of the tape I could watch on him because I, I sort of get more intrigued, more intrigued. And this is a guy that I think has a lot to work with. Like, I think he could be molded into a solid NFL receiver. I think there's a lot of room to grow. I think there's a lot of upside there. And I think somebody... Again, in the third round... I'm not, I'm not, so when I say like he's not a second-round player for me, mm-hmm. but I think you're easily... Easy to make a guy like uh, Kevin Austin in the third round of your rookie draft. So if I'm in the middle of the third round, this is where I'm targeting Kevin Austin Kevin or Austin. Calvin Austin. Kevin Austin. I'll take Calvin Austin Calvin. all day oh. in the third round. See, to me, I think I think he offers a lot of upside. I mean, Notre Dame's offense wasn't like anything to write home about, and at the end of the year, he really started to come on. Which again, after being two years removed, do you know who reminds me of? Another Notre Dame receiver that did really good at the combine, Miles Boykin. Boykin. And I think Miles Boykin was more athletic. Dude, Miles Boykin a, was really. I, I was really surprised Miles Boykin didn't do anything with Notre Dame receivers. I need to go back and watch a tape because he said you're here is he gave you his best release numbers on your nerds. Yeah, player. you literally called me like, "What are you smoking?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" That was the best thing. I was he like, did. "Dude, he's my lowest in release. Like, I think he's so stiff. He really? just looks like out of control." Really well too. Yeah, he, that was that was the best thing for me. Out of control is it the out perfect, of control with his movements? I don't know. It's just, he it looks wow. doppy to me a little bit. Yes, just like, out of control. Is I need to go back exactly and watch. Exactly how I'm I going to go back and watch. Get to get loose. He didn't him. play for two years. <laughs> Limber up. Listen, I started with Stanford, which is one of the last games of the season, and and uh-huh. him in the open field in the Stanford game, he he was somehow juking these defenders out because I think they were just at arms, legs, everything going in different directions. He's almost falling over on every single time he tries to change directions. I think he's athletically he profiles well, but translating that to like actual Finesse. football smoothness and speed and the wide receiver. Um, position. I just don't think it's there. He's a very, I would say, rough, rough diamond. Raw. raw. 
I call him the diamond in the rough. He's a very rough edge diamond, and maybe maybe a coach has the tools to smooth that out a little bit and get something out of him. I'm not going to take a gamble on a guy like this. He's too rough for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably out. Sorry, Rich. I tried to help you for a second there with the release, but that, that's that's all I got. He's, he's he's big. He's strong. He's fast. I'm just not sure he's got anything else after that. I love hearing this because this means that now instead of getting him in the third, I can take him in the fourth or the you fifth. You can take him in the fifth. Probably undrafted. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't drafted. He, I, I like what I saw. <laughs> it's like I can't say it on this show. Damn. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, 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 it's fine. I mean. You, all three of you guys, when I told you that I liked to you guys were all like, what? Yeah. Really? I saw your tweet last night, I think, and I was like, huh. Last yeah. time you tweeted out something, I was like, yeah, Rich, yeah, I'm with you. And then there's like, this no. time, I much. didn't see it. I just want to see if he can get coached up and, and he finds it. I don't think he's an immediate return guy. I think the potential is there for him. Let, to, let me ask you this. Do you see him uh, uh, on, can you close your eyes and see him as a number one wide receiver on a oh, team no. ever? no. So he's at best. Well, let me close my eyes again. Well, like, he, where does he fit? Me and Kevin where does he? Twenty nineteen. Where does he fit into smoky. an NFL offense? I think he'd do pretty good, Kevin. Yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> number one. All right, I just don't see it, man. Oh, I'm sleeping. I need a snack. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I I think the nicest thing I put in here was he's got some. He's got the raw athleticism. He's got obviously the timed speed. And stuff like that, that maybe he could become a better route runner. I'm not sure. So here's the deal. Route running is almost, you can almost like equate it to dancing. He, he just doesn't have any finesse. Some people cannot do it. Right. True. Even if they're technically doing the steps right. Correct. Yes. They look out of sync. It. Me? I'm they a booty can't shaker. Do it. And he just might not be able to do it. It might not be within his skill sets to do it. Okay. To become a better route runner. Listen, the three of you say no, Speaking and I say yeah. Route so route obviously, route. I'm probably wrong here. Let's <laughs> I move thought you were going to say right for sure. And, and, and same thing. It's like I think I'm more intrigued because it's like there's not enough to really like. It's such a limited right. tape, and like, I have all these excuses why it could be good, and that's why I probably like him. But I'm probably wrong. But we'll see where his ADP ends up. Now, speaking of route running. This is a guy, when I talked to Jared earlier today, he's like, oh, there's, I was like, I do, I kind of like this, these receivers so much. And he's like, yeah, I really like Kyle Phillips out of UCLA. And I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. Click. <laughs> he didn't respond. It was an audio message. I got a text message. I sent it on the way up, and I just didn't hear back from Rich. This, this is definitely Jared's guy, because originally I didn't have him on the, on the sheet. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, no, 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 take off this dude. Put Kyle Phillips in. I was like, okay, I'll put Kyle Phillips in. Now, to be fair, yeah, you were pretty adamant. Uh, to be fair, I like him. I like him not as much as Jared, but more than you guys. But we'll get to that. All let right. me tell you, you're about, hyping him up a little too much. Okay, let me tell you all the reasons why I don't like Kyle Phillips. <laughs> oh, you're starting with the negatives? No, because he's Is white. That? No, these are the positives. <laughs> Go ahead. Kyle Phillips, white wide receiver, <laughs> Positive, UCLA, <he's> bad. <laughs> five foot eleven, 189 pounds. Again, a little bit older. Be 23 years old in two months when he comes into the NFL. Um, 40 yard dash, four five eight. Pretty yucky for a guy that's 189 pounds. Uh, vertical, 33 and a half inches. And I did write yucky. Uh, <laughs> um, broad jump, 124 yeah. inches. Coming off a year, 59 catches, 739 yards, 10 touchdowns. Didn't run in, uh, many deep routes at all. Actually ran a class low, 18% uh, on the deep routes. 7.33 uh, dot was third worst in the class. I, I think I got those uh, numbers from Mike Clay. Um, here's my pros. For Kyle Phillips, had a good East West Shrine uh, East West Shrine Bro uh, practices. Quick feet, 
Good route runner. Plays uh, tough. Quick. Not fast. No. Quick, not fast. <laughs> no, uh, not fast. And no block. But let's get to the cons. Strictly a slot guy. <laughs> Wait, you hadn't gotten to the cons yet? <laughs> That was the good stuff. That's the good stuff. Garrett. Um, Wait, so your intro is just all kinds of now you got to get to the con. Yes. Here's a, here's a con, Vix. Conviction. Uh, he's strictly a slot guy. 905 of his snaps came from the slot. Um, I didn't see, even though he's a good route runner, I didn't see a lot of separation there uh, at all. I didn't see explosiveness. I didn't see bursts. I thought his hands were subpar. I thought I saw more body catches than I really cared for. Uh, his catch radius is small. It's like his arms begin at the elbow. Uh, they're only thirty inches. They're only thirty inches. Um, it, I think. I think he's a coach. I think he's a college coach player. Does that even mean? Like, I was like, "That's me." You remember that from uh, *Living Color*? That guy with the head, the detective. I don't remember that. The head detective. That. No. The head detective, and he had the arms that came out. Like no, this. I wish I did though. Now. Dude, if you if you put your if you say your arms start at the elbows, all of a sudden you're a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's okay. what I'm trying to I say. Gotcha. Now right. look at me. There you go. Yeah, look at me. T Rex Rich. All right. Um yeah, I mean this guy doesn't do it for me at all. Rich, I'm I'm with you. I, I wrote a lot of the same stuff. Doesn't have the top end speed, no short area burst. Um I think he I think he <clears throat> he is a good route runner. He doesn't lose speed while cutting, which is good because he doesn't have any to lose. <laughs> he he just doesn't separate even at the at the college level at UCLA, his hands are pretty good. I, I think he's fine in that area. I just don't see how he's going to be a fantasy fan. I don't even honestly, when you look at him, I'm not sure how an NFL evaluator is going to look at him and say, yes, we need this guy on our team. I don't I know think, if he makes NFL roster. I, I think this guy's. I will bet you so much money he will get drafted in like probably late day two, early day three. All right, Mr. Money Punny, 36 you think You think day two? I think he's third, fourth round pick. Wow. I think he's like seventh round, like f- priority for your agent. Okay. See, I'm right in between you guys. I'm like fifth or sixth round. Yeah. I can see, I see, I can see him being this because he's like a co- he's like a player that coaches like. Well, I, I'll, actually, Jared, I'll, before I go, Jared, why don't you talk about why you like him? Because you're because you're the high man. On yeah, that. boyfriend. <laughs> well, when breaking down his tape, he just stood out as a very high IQ player. He knows exactly where he's supposed to be when he sees a zone coverage. He understands like when to check it up if he's open. Get immediately open for uh, his quarterback at UCLA. Uh, he had over a 20% target share his last three years at UCLA. So, you know, he he's getting open. He's commanding targets because he's getting open. I think he's a very good route runner. I think he's good at he's, – he's not fast. He's not bursty. Um, but he's really good at varying his speeds. He mixes it up. Um, he understands where he's at, getting first downs. I just think – you guys are hyping it up like I love this guy. Yeah, I think do. he's Lover like a fourth-round rookie pick. And I'm going to take a shot on him because I think he's a starting slot wide receiver in the NFL. And that could, that could lead to PPR points. I, I um, think his name's Kyle Phillips, soon to be Kyle, Kyle Wackerly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's, he was not on my radar at all. And like I, I told Garrett to put him on there because I did see other people that I respect talking about him. So when I finally was able to get into his tape mm-hmm. – um, and more than what we had in the nerds film room. I think we only had one game on. We them. only had one. But I swear I saw, I think it was somebody from the pro football network or somebody's like, this guy's a second round pick. I had to dig deeper wow. into him. So, um, I mean, there, there's some hype about the guy. 
Listen, he there does, is some, I saw somebody say he should be. He's a not a combine player. warrior. Like you're not gonna no. like his RAS athletic score is actually eight point two, which is really high, um, because his agility grades were pretty good. But um, and, and that's what he that's what he shows. I mean, he's a Cole Beasley, Hunter Renfro, white guy that you put in the, the slot that's gonna catch passes. I just mm-hmm. feel like he doesn't have as much burst as those guys. And, and, and nowhere near I don't the think those guys are that bursty. I think, think they're just say, very what good was at what was Hunter Renfro's forty? I don't think it was very good. Yeah, I, I thought I, his was in the four sixes. Wasn't I it? think he's just really short areas, like short area burst is what like just. But Renfro's an outlier five, too. Like though. these guys win in they're sure, outliers. Sure. I mean, they they win in five yard increments. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, you, you don't. I don't give a crap about his forty because he's he's never going to burn anyone downfield. He doesn't need to, to have a good forty. Sure. What he needs to be able to do is change directions and get separation in a very small area and, and get open close to the line of scrimmage. I just didn't see a lot of that on tape. I didn't see the burst that I was looking that I'd be looking for for a strictly slot wide receiver in, in the NFL. And that's and maybe I maybe I have to dig in more because I I watched the one tape that we have the you know I think it was against LSU, and I didn't see a lot there for me to even bother with my time to like go out and dig more. But maybe I maybe I need to. I mean, the you one guys, game you guys we are have saying in the nerds film room isn't great. I wouldn't say it's as okay. best showing. Um, so yeah, I think you should get. Dig in a little more on him. But the rest um, of the film there is great. You should subscribe. <laughs> he, he's he's really quick. I actually, I messaged a couple of the film guys. Like, hey, we need more Kyle Phillips. Go get All right, so Kyle maybe, so maybe between, yeah, maybe between now and, and, and draft time, there'll be more there or I'll, it, I'll go. He's low. I mean, I don't have him crazy high. He's like 71 for me. I'm just, he's, he was off. No one's talking about him. I'm like, I like, the, I look, actually like this guy. He, listen, fantastic I, blocker too, which is great for a slot a wide receiver. He, I mean, he, he mixes it up well. I, I ended up being right in between you guys. He's gonna get on the field. I have him. I have him at a 68.3. So you know, it's higher than than some of the other guys that we've talked about, and we'll talk about in the next episode. But it's it's nowhere near. Uh, you know, nowhere near. I was blocking down here too. I was like, I'm, blocks well. I'm willing to put in more time on on any prospect that you guys I'm like not. deem. <laughs> <laughs> that you guys that you guys have a I higher opinion than I face do. This whole breakdown. He just keeps looking at me like, "That's your guy." <laughs> but Kyle Wackerly. All right, Kevin Austin. But if I dig in a little yeah, bit, like, ah, if I God. dig in a little bit more, to, and to I see fair, I would say, definitely take Kyle Phillips over over Kevin Austin. What? All day. Matt, go watch more and tell me what you think. I'll I'll let you know because well, uh, uh, that's well, it for this show. Tax season, <laughs> on, a, on a low note. Uh, <laughs> We'll we back. had like four really good ones in a row to start it off. Though. We'll be back next week to wrap up the wide receivers. Uh, of course, if you're a Nerd Herd member, we're going to jump in, kick it off with Traylon Burks next episode. We're going to talk about Traylon Burks. We're going to talk about uh, Christian Watson. We're going to talk about Justin Ross. We're going to talk about Wondell Robinson. We're going to also break down Reggie Robertson and Braylon Sanders and Valus Jones on that show. So if you want to listen to those shows, again, another perk of being a nerd member is you get not just one podcast for your drive time. You get two podcasts for your drive time. And right now, if for our listeners, if you use the promo code rookie, you get the bonus podcast. You get the dynasty GM, you get the film room. So you can watch how bad Kyle Phillips is um, and how good Kevin Austin is. You get the nerd score and you get so much more at dynastyurns.com all for the price of a cup of coffee. We all listen with inflation going on. Everything's so expensive right now. Not us. Still the same price. Uh, price of a cup of coffee. You get all this great dynasty info. If you're bored, you can spend hours on the dynasty GM. I do it. I'm, I find myself on there more and more every day. Dynasty team on it. We just released a new one on the YouTube channel called oh. using the dynasty GM. So if you're ever curious on how we use the dynasty GM, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, check out the dynasty team on it. Yep. 
Yeah, you, and, and another perk of being a NerdHerd member is going forward, all team audits will be from NerdHerd members. And we're going to come up with some creative ways to give those team audits away. And I don't know how we're going to give those away on the NerdHerd shows. So, oh, there we go. Yeah, if you want to be get your team audited, you got to listen to the NerdHerd shows. You got to hear me uh, lisp it away. Once we get that Discord set up. Would you call me? Discord. Oh, you Once we get that set up. Take your pervert. Yeah, you shut your mouth when you're talking to him. Let's get to the next episode. <laughs> Adios.